Welcome to episode 20 of Gabin with the Gala Sister. You're going to spend the next few hours with us, so we invite you to a cup of coffee, tea, juice, water, or your drink of choice, and maybe a snack. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And we're the Gala Sisters. We're actually Irish twins. Yeah, which means we're 15 months apart or less. So we're going to put our usual disclaimer in here. This film, uh, well, this podcast is going to have spoilers about the Touch of Satan. If you haven't seen it, then you should go watch it if you don't want to be spoiled. But I guess if you want to be spoiled and then go watch it later, that's also totally fine. We'll link the YouTube video below where you can go watch it. And so enjoy it. This is also, you know, it's a horror film. It's dark. It's gruesome. It's kind of gross. So just warning you, this is definitely part of our Halloween theme. You may know us from YouTube as the Gala Sisters. However, we are going to do things a little more casually around here. And with that, we'll take a look at the touch of Satan. Okay, before we really get into what this is about, this first came on our radar because it was an episode of Mystery Science Theater. Now let's give a little background on Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater was on three different net, well technically four if you count mm -hmm. the reboot that they tried to restart. Um, the originally it was on a local access station here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Good old Com MST3K. Then Comedy Central picked it up and finally um, it was picked up by Sci-Fi. So the Sci-Fi years in my opinion are the absolute best years that would be with Michael J. Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett. And of course, uh, Mary Jo Peel as the bad guy. Mm -hmm. yep. So this comes from probably my favorite episode of Mystery Science Theater. And those of you that don't know, Mystery Science Theater heavily edits the movies that they riff because it has to fit within a certain time frame. And the rule was, back when they had the sci-fi days, is that they had to go through movies that belonged to the sci-fi network. Yes, and my 15-year-old daughter loves watching MST3K. She grew up watching it, actually. Well, yeah. And we've been watching it for a long time. And we were so fascinated by some of the movies that they were riffing that we went and found the originals. And we actually do watch the originals over and over again. And we torture our friends to see them, too. Oh, yeah. Touch of Satan is about this guy by the name of Jody. And he, like, his dad wants him to be a lawyer. And he basically says, well, I don't know what I want. So he drives into this creepy, weird town. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen when you're on the road. Well, yeah, I mean, you turn down the road. You might find a thermokinomaniac. So there's a scene in the very beginning where Lucinda is murdering a farmer mm -hmm. and his like entire um, livestock, and they say like something about then they and they talk about how their animal has a name like a human, and they're like it's such and such the cat is a great <laughs> Kevin Murphy line, and she accidentally sets the barn on fire. And then she like murders them with like a pitch, like pitchforks them to death. Yep. And she comes in their house and it's bloody, messy, late. There's like old lady who looks like she was burned as a child. Yes. And then, so then there's like a week that like, and the next week 
Jody comes in and they say, he goes to this um, gas station clerk and he's like, um, <laughs> he's like, well, you ca- did they catch the guy? And he's like, uh, no, because he asked one of those, one of those fromacidal maniacs. What the heck is a fromacidal maniac? <laughs> and he says it twice or he says it twice, but he says it a little different each time, but he still doesn't say homicidal. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing ever. And I don't know why it's so funny, but <laughs> because he, literally doesn't realize what the word is and how do the editors not catch it? Unless it's a joke. I mean, I guess it could be a joke. It's a good joke. Honestly, the beginning of it kind of reminds me a little bit of I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah, a little we bit. We can't sit and can't riff. We can't we do that We will not here. be talking about that one here. But it's just, just something to think about. But you should probably watch that one, too. And uh, <laughs> so he goes into this, like, just like he drives this, like, pond and he, like, sits down and eats a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And this girl just suddenly, randomly happens to be watching him. Yep. Just like, and that's, you know, she just appears like, out of nowhere. Yeah, she just kind of like appears in these two trees and she's just like, ooh, who's that? Ooh, hot, sexy man. And then she um, starts talking to him and then they have this weird, clunky dialogue. You're pretty. And then it's like, my name, and then they say hello like five minutes in, and like, my name is, like, my name is Jody. And my name is Melissa, five minutes into their dialogue. Yep. Which Kevin Murphy is not afraid to point out. No, not at all. So are we starting over? So are we starting over? (laughs) (laughs) So they go back to the house and they meet Melissa Strickland's parents. Or are they her parents? This is my very sweaty dad. (laughs) (laughs) um, So he goes back in there and I, I don't understand why, but like... So they, they, she, they, she makes a big deal of him being an almond, they, a walnut, a walnut rancher. Sorry, got the, got this. I like almonds. Uh, no, no, it, that's a, that's an homage to the sketch that's mm. in Mystery Science Theater, and I've seen the sketch so many times. I, anyways, they say he's a walnut farmer, and they like they never reference the fact that he's a walnut farmer ever again. In fact, no. he offers um, Luther which is her quote-unquote dad, offers him some cider and it has peanuts in it. It's a peanut cider. Wait, I thought it was a walnut farm. <laughs> and they never referenced that ever It's again. like they just forgot. Oh, well, you know, it's just some nut. Although uh, peanuts aren't nuts, they're legumes. <laughs> they're just like, you're just like, what the heck? Like, is something, what? Huh? <laughs> that has always bothered me. And then she like, she, like, says, oh, well, it's going to be foggy tonight, so you need to stay here for the night. Okay, first of all, why did Michael Berry's character, Jody Thompson, um, stay, go down to, a like, a random stranger's house to eat? Isn't that kind of dangerous? I would not let random strangers feed me. No, they might, like, poison him. They might be hiding other secrets. I've also seen lots of horror movies where going to random strangers for dinner never ends well. And then he, like, winds up spending the night, and they say they're going to go for a walk. No, no, they get in the car and they drive to the, to the pond again. That's a good walk. <laughs> That's what they said. They're gonna they go. walk to the car. And they walk to the car and they walk back inside. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to stay here. And she goes, would you stay a few Jace, please, I'm lonely. I want somebody to talk to. <laughs> please, I need you. And he, like, stays there. Okay, first of all, why would you stay at a stranger's house? You might be murdered. And her parents made it very clear they didn't want him there. Her parents? Yes, her parents. So then, like, this, there, so there's this other lady, Lucinda, who mm-hmm. we talked about earlier. Um, if you guys are watching our YouTube channel, there is a Lucinda reference in our Halloween store 
mm-hmm. blog. And um, she runs into like the room, the, the sewing room, which he's going to sleep in. Yep. And she, and she scares him. And she says, leave. And she's like, he's like, who the heck he's was like, that? what was that? Oh, she was badly burned when she was a child. It was my great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. 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 Nice. Like, and then she, like, goes and has this conversation with her great-grandmother. And she says, good night, dear sister. I love you. And you're like, okay, what? what? And he's starting to get suspicious at this point. But she... She keeps some money. She keeps some money. And then, like, pretty, meanwhile, there's, like, this, like they go to the store the next day, and um, he says, why come nobody likes you? Well, I'm a witch. And no he, such thing. And he goes into the back of the store and goes, yeah! For the <laughs> yep, he, like, zap, he, like, pretends to zap him when he's leaving, and they're like, oh, young whippersnappers. And what's really funny is that... <laughs> The store says carnation ice cream. Carnation and for one, ice cream. For whatever reason, Kevin Murphy says that like five times. I know whenever we say carnation, anything in the store, we always say carnation ice cream. <laughs> I hope Bill and Kevin, I hope you guys like this because. Um, carnation ice cream. And it's just like really freaking hilarious. And so then she's like, oh, well, let's go. Like when she goes to the store, well, well. Well, let's go to the store. Let's go see where I do my, like, witchcraft. But what's really weird is her clothes keep changing in this scene. Like, it goes just slightly, though. <laughs> she has, like, polka dots and then, and then gingham. gingham. And then, then polka, polka dots, dots and then gingham. Um, I think you missed that when you edited this. Or they did it on purpose and thought that nobody would notice that maybe her outfit got dirty or something. I don't, I don't know. know. And then it goes, it's, it switches back and forth. Oh my god. And it's so annoying. It is, it's so glaringly obvious. And it has like these like like filters. You can tell it's like daytime or like nighttime. And they drive yeah. through this. What's going to be crazy is like you can tell they're filmed during the day. And they and drove. They put a filter over it. And they drove through this like pond. Of, like this like. They pond. drove through like, the like, pond. I'm sorry. They drove through this like meadow that had a bunch of hay fever in it. And. Kevin Murphy, being Kevin Murphy, has to make the joke that he can't stop sneezing when he's in the movie. <laughs> I remember that. And then Michael Nelson, who we do not endorse on this podcast. Don't ever ask us to do anything with him, because I'm not touching that. Nope. The 24 Absolutely pole. not. Um, says, okay, well, here's your allergy meds. And again, Rachel and I laugh every single time that happens. <laughs> and uh, so they drive to her like, shit. And he go and again, Kevin, Mur- Kevin says, if she'd be... Melissa, two sheds, Strickland, if she had two sheds. I think it's Kevin. It might, it might be Bill. I might have that wrong. But mm-hmm. um, it's just so funny. And I'm just like, okay. So then, like, they can't find Lucinda. She gets out. And there's a sheriff's deputy poking around trying to see what's going on. And he finds the, like, the, the, the pitchfork and, and some, like, um, material of Lucinda's nightgown. Mm-hmm. Which again, starts, if you want to see Lucinda's nightgown, go watch her Halloween vlog. And he starts putting two and two together, and he, he's like, "Okay, I know what happened here." And, he's, and of course, Lucinda starts panicking because she doesn't want to get caught. No. And what does she naturally do? She beats him to death with her baby doll. Yep, that's what she does. She takes her baby doll and goes, <laughs> and like, and the thing goes, "Mama, mama." <laughs> how does this old lady have so much strength because she's cursed that's why and, and so then she like she like tries to be, be, she tries to get Jody Melissa tries to get Jody to believe her calm calm and she calmed her down by going calm and I'm like wait what because she has some like power over her yeah she's like the only one who can calm her sister yeah so yeah they're actually sisters oh kind of like us just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and 
it stops making sense and you're just like, what the heck? And so Jody refuses to believe that, you know, like she's cursed and he's just like, no, no, witchcraft is not real. Like, mm -hmm. I promise you it's not real, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you finally find out that Lucinda and Melissa are actually sisters. Mm -hmm. And she just absolutely needs to convince him that she's a witch. Which, yeah, and they keep singing Amazing Grace, and they keep making jokes about how they, like, again, so, in the mystery science So she incepts him. Yes. And, of course, you know, Amazing Grace has played a whole bunch in the in the movie because it's in the public domain, and, of course, they have to make fun of that Mystery Science Theater. Yes. And we are going to reference mm -hmm. the Mystery Science Theater thing the whole way. And it's just like, this song is in the public domain, and so we used it twice. I don't know why that is so funny. You should definitely go watch MST3K if you never have. I mean, you have to check it out. It's great. Um, so then she, like, incepts him, and she, like, proves him it happened. And, like, I guess the town thought that Lucinda was a witch or something. And they're like... Oh, because the they were having a series of bad luck. Like, someone died from Play. illness, and they had some bad crops, and a cow died. And they're like, well, there must be a witch here. Okay, well, that's just dumb. But, I mean, I can see people doing that today anyway. And they, like, they like go, and they, like, go, go try to collect Lucinda. And then the, 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 the um, ancestor, I guess you'd call it, mm -hmm. um, basically is like, no, no. No, no, God must want that. Don't talk to us about God. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it gets kind of, it just gets totally They drag her off. And then they, they tie her to a, to a stake, like they used to burn witches at the stake. And they light it on fire. And then Melissa runs out of the house, and she's like, no, 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 don't let my sister die. And then in her own voice, it says, do you want to save her? Mm-hmm. And, um... And she says, yes. Stick up your left hand. I think it's left hand. Yeah. And it's her own voice that she hears. It's nobody else's yeah, voice. Yeah, it is her own voice. And um, she, she uh, puts out, she just points at the fire and puts out the fire. And um, and she sold her soul to the devil. In order to save her sister. And it made them eternal. Yes. And so Lucinda's burns were from... Being bur being tried to be burnt stake while being a witch. Yep. And then obviously all the people who tried to burn her are terrified, and she takes her hand out and she points it at all of them, and then she actually curses them. May your cows give sour milk. May you wither and die. May your house fill with scorpions. Whatever she says, something like that. And they're like, "Oh crap, we got the wrong one. We got the we tried burning the one who wasn't a witch." Yeah. Um, and I, it always confuses me. And like, then why her, did she go for both sisters? And then her dad, like, is all scared of her. He's like, get away from me, you creepy witch. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, but I mean, they were just about to burn her. Like, what do you expect? So they got what was coming to them, I'm assuming. And then um, he, she wakes up, and, and Jody, she goes and talks, and Jody goes, wakes up from his dream, and she's she's done, and she's like, okay, well, I know what happened to your dream. He's like, no, no. No, no. Oh, and they say that, like, friend of Gorgo and Mormo we'll, thingy. We'll, we'll get there. Which, I don't know who those, those things are. I am friend and companion <laughs> of the night. That kind of a thing. Yep, something like that. And it's like, I don't know who Gorgo and Mormo... They must be another names of the devil, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I've never heard of them before. I mean, there's another mystery science theater movie called Gorgo. 
Yeah, maybe it's a demon of some sort. Could it be? I don't know. No demonologist. Now, as I said, there's another mystery science mm-hmm. theater movie called Gordon. Yeah. I'm sure you... I, I've seen too many mystery... Too much mystery science theater. I, I, I love that show. And I think it makes sense, comparing that I love cinema history. Mm-hmm. And, um... Basically, she tries to get him to convince him, and Jody still doesn't want to believe it. And then her shed catch, and then and then you know Lucinda comes out to kill Jody because mm-hmm. you know Lucinda knows that he's there to break the spell. Yep, and she doesn't want and that. She doesn't want that. She wants to keep living. She wants to keep killing. She's killed a lot in her life, mm-hmm. and she wants to keep on killing and hurting people. And she sets the shed on fire with her in the shed. And you see all the ghosts everybody who tried to kill her. Yep. And then... Melissa kills her. Melissa kills her. Because she has no other option. And she also... Wants to be free of mm-hmm. this curse. You know, she's 120-something years old. I can't remember the exact age, but it doesn't matter. And um, basically, um, the next day, it cuts to Jody. Getting ready to go. Right? Yeah. And he's, he's packed his bags and he's like, okay, I want to go. Luther tries one more time to beg him to believe. To beg him. Like, Jody, you have to believe this. And he's like, I won't tell him what I saw, but I don't believe it. Right? Yeah. And Jody's got the same clothes on that he did in the very beginning. As does she. Which leads me to believe those of us were filmed the exact same day. And he goes, he tries to drive away and he goes back to the pond. Yeah. And, and um, the driving scenes are so long. They're like, <laughs> they're like really long. It's like, okay, he's still driving. And he's still driving. And I mean, he's, he's driving, driving a Maverick, which, is a, which was a muscle yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the it. car, but. But um, basically he, um, and then he goes back to the pond. And then they. Decide that they want to be together. They want to consummate their love. And they consummate their love. And then she turns into an old lady who's dying. And he doesn't want her to die. He's like, no, I, I finally did it. I want more. No, you can't leave me now. And then you hear in his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, raise your left hand. No, raise your left hand. And then he does it. She's like, no, Jody, no, not that way. No, no, no. Don't Jody. sell your soul. No. And but, he, of course, he does. And he touches her, and then they stand up, and the movie's all over. And they're like, okay, cool. That was awesome. I want to point a couple of things out. In this movie, we are introduced to a man by, who did the makeup for this movie, and his name is Joe Blasco. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe Blasco, unlike a lot of these people, actually made a name for himself. He has gone on to do makeup for the Red Skeleton Show, Joe Neighbors Show, Barney Miller, The Dating Game, The Newlywed Game, General Hospital, Good Morning America, and The Carol Burnett Show. But he was also the personal makeup artist of Orson Welles, Olivia Newton-John, Marlene Dietrich, Lauren Bacall, and Bette Midler. So he did a mm-hmm. lot. He's also, yeah, he's done a lot. I mean, he has just, he's been around. He has his own makeup line, too. Um, he created his own cosmetic. Yeah, in 2004, he created his own cosmetic line. And I wouldn't be surprised if BoxyCharm had some of that stuff in our bathroom. That's really cool. And... Um, 
In 2004, uh, he was uh, honored with the Distinguished Achievement Award in the makeup category of the United States Institute for Theater Technology. So he actually went on to do great things. He did. I mean, that he's still doing great things to this day. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like, I... I, I and he also has like a like a training center um, that was very successful in Hollywood, and he also has one in California as well. So he really like this movie slingshotted him really, really, really forward. And if anybody knows him, please tell him I want to talk to him. Oh, we'd love to have him on our show. It'd be awesome. Like seriously. Now, the girl who played the lead, her Embe. name her name is Embe Mele. At the time, her name is Embe mm-hmm. Searson now. Her mother gave her that name because it was an easier, because it was, you want to name it like Emma, like Emma Beth, I think it was like Emma Beth or something. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody knows how to get a hold of Emma Mele, please let us know. I have been trying to find her for the last two and a half years. Yeah, after this film, she just kind of disappeared. She was in one other film, mm-hmm. and she she was like a, she worked for a lot of, she worked in Hollywood, but not in the film business. Yeah, she so like she was secretary to celebrities. So she didn't become very famous. No. She really didn't. I I liked her, though. I thought she did a great job. Oh, I did, too. Um, I didn't like her haircut, though. No. Um, and it was just like, you know, there were some, like, a lot of people, and a lot of people just didn't really go on to do much. I mean, Michael Berry, who plays the lead Jody, I think he did a few other things, but not Yeah, much. from what I've read, he did a... A little bit, but not a whole ton. Uh, most of these, like, B-movies, these people don't really go on to do a whole ton. And maybe a few handful of them did, but... Mm. Um, it was originally titled um, The Touch of Melissa. Oh, cool. But I like that they changed it to I do, to too. Satan. I think that, I think that it, was... I think it draws people into it more. Yeah, it's like, well... You know, and that burn the witch, burn the witch that they use, I think, don't quote me on this, there is a song called Still Seeking Sarah, which is by a band called Incubus Succubus, and it sounds like they sampled that in there. It does sound like that, and we've we've used the the sample of yeah. Burn the Witch in our YouTube channel. I th- and we credited it, of course. Of course we did. I mean, this movie is, you know, again, it's very, cin- it's got cinematic history in it. There's a lot of, it's kind of silly. Like, in all honesty, again, just like Sledgehammer we did last week, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and the director, Don Henderson, like we're, we've said throughout this whole thing, he missed a lot of really obvious details, but missing those details of what has made this movie a cult classic, mm-hmm. that just the the horrible the horrible filters, with, with, why don't you just film at night if you're doing yeah. a scene at night? I mean... In 1998, this movie did get kind of a little bit of, like, renewed interest because of Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater had this this um, app to, like, renew. Yeah, they brought a lot of B-movies back from the dead. Mm-hmm. They did. And, I mean, I love Mystery Science Theater. Again, do not tell Michael J. Nelson this podcast exists. I cannot tell you that at all. No. I don't want anything to do with him. No. But back in the day, 
I mean, we're in our, we're getting uh, up to our late 30s, I guess, now. But back in the day when we were younger, we used to go to MST3K viewing parties and B and I've been movie to, viewing we've parties. Been, we've been to some Rift Tracks Live, which mm -hmm. is another project that they have done. But we used to actually go over to people's houses and watch these things, and we would all quote along with it and just, like, shout and laugh hysterically. And... You young people, you all grew up staring at your phones, but we did not. So we, we, this is what we would do for fun. Yeah, and, and I think that without Mystery Science Theater, a film like this would have been lost to time. Oh, and I'm God, really yeah. glad it wasn't. I'm really glad it isn't because I really enjoy it. And she and I, we watch it every single Halloween at least once. And We watched it like 50 times during lockdown. We really did. And it's not super long, so it's an It's like easy an hour, watch. not quite an hour and 30 minutes long. It's like an hour 25 mm -hmm. something. Uh, this is a plot line. I've never quite seen anything like it. And it'd almost be really fun to see them redo it. Hey, um, we, we, we raise our hands. We hope you redo it. And here's the thing. Like, it's one of those movies that's like horror meets like almost like fairy tale. Because he has to free her from this demon, which is very common in fairy tales. Yes, it is. And there are a lot of these little silly ones that Mystery Science Theater has done. I mean, Mystery Science Theater is a great idea in theory, but in practice it gets old after a while. It's the same damn jokes yeah. over and over. Over and over and over and over and over and over. And that was funny when Jody asked her if he could skip rocks. Can I skip rocks across it? And then I love it. Like, like they, they would say, uh, no, that's not allowed. And he's like, that's a nice maverick. Can I skip rocks across it? He makes her say that too. <laughs> yeah. and, and why would you just like venture onto somebody else's property? I have no I'm idea. I'm eating He's like eating a sandwich. Yeah, and how much time is between him eating a sandwich and having dinner with them? And, like, the fact that, like, Luther always has a cup glued to his mouth. And for some reason, they point that out in Mystery Science Theater a lot. But he really does. And it's the same cup, too. <laughs> it's just kind of stupid. It's just like, I have a cup glued to my mouth. And it's just one of the funniest I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can that's one of the, or, like, um, there's another great gif in there. And it's like. What can we give these guys? There's a secret Santa, and he, he says, he says, um, you know, like, what can I give them a secret Santa? And they're like, well, not a potholder, because they have a whole kitchen full of potholders. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. The book, How to Hide a Murder Weapon. <laughs> or you can really tell that this was filmed out in the country because there are a few things that happened in here that would never, ever, ever happen in the city. Do you know what they are? What? Well, first of all, the sheriff is walking around chewing on a matchstick. Just a matchstick. Nom, 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 like. And I, I think that's a country thing because I, you know, I like chew so. on straws, like yeah. you know, and and matchsticks and stuff like that. We don't really do that here. But also, there was another thing they did too that was more like in the country that would never, ever, ever happen that? in the city. When he says, you know, um, sheriff to sheriff one to sheriff one to blah blah blah, <laughs> sheriff one to blah blah blah, and he keeps saying it over and over and again. Sheriff one to base, sheriff one to base, sheriff one to base, and there's no answer, no answer, no answer. That would never happen in the city. You would get an answer 
instantly from like five mm -hmm. different people. And that's the little narrow opening of a window that gives Lucinda enough time to murder him. And they got completely away with it. You know, they never came looking for yeah, him. Yeah, like they like pushed his, his like cop car. They caught it on fire and pushed it off the cliff. Where the heck did that The Fromachidal maniac got him and he just disappeared. And they're just like, oh, well, you know, that just happens sometimes. And he wanted to, and like Jody really wanted to get the police. And they were like, no, 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 don't get the police involved. No, 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 don't get the police involved. Yeah. And um, I think what, also, can you drive me to town? She asked him to do that. And they were, you know, they were feeding goats. Like, it was just, the Mistress Science Theater cut is missing a lot of the better scenes. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, like, those guys had to cut some of it somewhere. Yes. Now, let me give you guys an interesting factoid about Mistress Science Theater. In the beginning, when Joel Hodgson was the original captive on the Satellite of Love, or the SOL, which I maintain is shit out of luck. <laughs> I maintain that it's a it's play on that. It's a joke. I'm sure it is. <laughs> they, um, the first couple of ones that were on local access here in Minnesota, where they just watched the movie live and they riffed it live. However, by the time they got to this, they had all the jokes written down and they just said them. Yeah. I mean... That's just something that, you know... We, well, they watch them over and over again, you know, and cut them down and come up with the jokes. Yes. I've seen them talk about it during Q&As. Yeah, and, like, Mystery Science Theater was, and still is, a very important part of film history. And you guys will see that a little bit kind of come through in us. Mm -hmm. And I think that without Mystery, without Mystery Science Theater, there is no Gallus Sisters. There's no, you know, nothing. And again... Like we've said time and time again, without film X, there's no film Y. I think Touch of Satan really opened up a lot of doors that were closed. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's silly. It makes no sense. But what B-movie actually does make sense? I mean, and when we were in our 20s, we surrounded ourselves with a lot of, like, trash humor, mm -hmm. I would call it. You know, we watched a lot of Family Guy. We watched a lot of American Dad. We watched a lot of Rick and Morty, although that's a little newer. And we we watched a lot of those adult cartoons. We watched a lot of MST3K. And you really see that come out in our humor today. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and now that we're creeping up towards 40, you, you can just see it. And some people are really taken back by our humor. But in our 20s, that's, you know, like, we watched Anthony Jeselnik. And mm -hmm. we watch Amy Schumer and we you know that's what we put into our brains you know mm -hmm. and what you what you consume comes out in your personality oh very much so I think that another thing that I think that is about this movie too is that those B movies feature people who don't normally act and again you guys have saw this last week you see it this week and you also sneak peek see it next week as well and when you get opportunities to do something like this like you know um, come on the Gal Sisters YouTube channel or our podcast or something like that you should take those opportunities because you never know what they're gonna uh, uh, boost, like Joe, boost like you into. Like exactly Pascal. that's exactly what I was thinking of or you know the Nirvana baby mm -hmm. where when his parents uh, accepted that $200 so that their baby could be uh, have a picture taken of him they didn't know that that album was gonna go viral you just you never know just Whatever you can, whatever opportunities you can take safely and you enjoy doing, you know, just go ahead and do it because you never know what it might lead to. And I mean, 
What's interesting, I think, about this is that I don't know where they found these. I would be very curious to hear some of the stories and maybe Bill and Kevin can. Yeah, how they found this. those movies. That would be really interesting. Or like maybe Joel can. I don't really know. I mean, like I said, please leave Mike Nelson yeah, out of Mike this. Nelson. Mm. Mike Nelson is by all accounts completely insane. Yes. So we just don't worry about that. There are a few missing episodes of Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you can watch them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing most, was... Some of them, at least. Most of them you can't. Because yeah. the Shout Factory, who owns Mystery Science Theater now. The reason why that is, is because my, because Joel always wanted people to share them with their friends. Record them and share them with your friends. That was Joel's philosophy. Mm -hmm. And Joel Hodgson, he played Joel Robinson in the show, but his name is Joel Hodgson. I just, I just know these things. I don't mm -hmm. have to think about it. And it's just, it was so interesting because the voices of the robots did change. Every robot had, I believe, at least two. Sometimes even that's three. Emma's favorite part is the robots. Yes, Crow T robot. Um, Tom Servo. Mm -hmm, Tom Servo. And, and Gypsy, Gypsy. And Cambot. Mm -hmm. And I think that... And each one of them had... Each of the uh, robots had various actors that did their mm -hmm. voices. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just one person that did no. Gypsy's voice. It was more than one. No, I Which know. is so, a very common for well, voice acting. And then, and then the bad guys would always... Except for Mary Jo Peel. I know this for a fact. The bad guys usually voiced one of the puppets. The puppets mm -hmm. were created, and I can tell you this with a fact, and we'll talk about this a little bit more too. Joel was Joel was the sole creator of the show. He subsequently left the show, got back to Earth, you know, it was whatever. But anyways, um, he was walking around in the middle of the night trying to decide what to do when he picked up old pieces of stuff and made robots, like... Servo is a gumball machine. Yep. Uh, Crow is a lacrosse is a lacrosse stick painted painted uh, gold. Mm, yeah, that's one way to do it. That's literally what they are. I mean, that's exactly what they look like. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what they look like to me. And this, if you guys notice, and I'll give you guys a really interesting factoid: is there something wrong with the silhouettes that watch the movie? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Crow is backwards. Yeah, I noticed that. Crow is backwards. And I don't know if that was by design. Paging uh, one of the writers, paging Kevin and Bill, can you help me out? <laughs> um, and my love for bad movies. And you guys know I belong to bad movies. You guys know I belong to bad movie cults in my past. And my love for bad movies comes is born out of Mr. Science Theater. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we get the opportunity to not only share that this was a mystery science theater with you guys, but this was a movie mm -hmm. that had, you know. And don't forget that Patton Oswalt was one of the actors. Yeah. For the, one year. For when they, when they tried to revive it. That revival. In 2017. Yeah, the revival doesn't, wasn't very good. It was, the revival was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely god awful. They tried to revive it with crowdfunding. And it was just awful. Mm-hmm. Good idea, but they the people it was yeah, just I very, see I see why I did. And a lot of times like when it. you I didn't like it. I watched it and I didn't like it. Yeah, a lot of times when you do that, it just doesn't work. Um 
Hodgson led a crowdfunded revival. Yeah, Joel Hodgson is, mm-hmm. is like the father of mystery science theater. I mean, mm-hmm. he also had a thing called Cinematic Titanic, which I know very little about. Well, he probably had so much fun that he just didn't want it to end. Also, no, he left. Midway, he left. Yeah, but he probably just wanted to go back and do mm-hmm. it again. And like, what happened was, the story, the storyline goes, oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually telling you guys this. Okay, anyways, the story goes that Mike Nelson was working for some company and he was clocked on the head and shot at his bosses didn't like him so they shot him in space and he was yep. held captive on the satellite of love yes well he escaped and they had this temp come up and sort through hats in uh dr forrester not mrs forrester dr forrester who later died um he uh he was um in their house and he somehow wound up as the satellite of love captive <laughs> that's the story. I've yeah. seen so many of them, I can tell you that. You've seen more than I have. I, I, yeah. Because I spent my time working in restaurants, and that requires a lot of energy and time, and you don't get to watch movies when you're doing that. Yeah, and I believe the best years of the sci-fi years, generally it is regarded as the Comedy Central years, but I like the sci-fi years better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just me, personally, I mean... Some of them are good, like, and we'll get, we're going to do another Mystery Science Theater movie for you guys next week. Yep. And I'm really excited, because that's got different people in it. That's different people. That's a Joel episode. But Mm. this is a Mike episode. Well, I think the Mike episodes are better. I do. Yeah. I think the Mike, I don't, but I like Joel better than Mike. That's fine. And that makes, does that make sense? Yeah, one can be more talented than the other, but that doesn't necessarily speak to their character. If you guys really want to know why we don't like Michael J. Nelson, he's a huge Trumper. Yeah. There you go. We do not support Trump. Mm-mm. But, like, it's movies like this that brought the Generation X together with the Millennials. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, these movies came out when Gen X was children, and then they got to share it with the little bit younger generation. Yeah. And we're geriatric Millennials, actually. Yes, we are. I hate that word, <laughs> but it's geriatric. I mean, again, these movies like this are what make B-movies. And some of those horror movies are really good. Like, this one is particularly good because, like they say in Mystery Science Theater, they sound like they took a court of Robitussin before they acted, don't they? They're like, and they don't have any don't court emote. Robitussin, some Benadryl. They don't emote at all. They're like, no, here's they're the, such they horrible talk. actors. They talk like this. And, and uh, like this. <laughs> it's like, they probably do. They don't like to take much cor- a bunch of quarter robots on. I mean, we haven't taken any um, official uh, acting classes besides the one we took in high school. <laughs> and I think we could do a better job than they can. And they're just like, <laughs> they're just like reading their minds. I... Oh, and also the fish. She just she mentions the fish when they're at the pond. And again, we never hear about the. This is where the fish live. This is where the fish live. What fish? What are they? Talk- also, what? <laughs> oh, I thought the fish lived in the barn. I did too. <laughs> you know, and and as we go on these journeys, you guys will see that there are some like mystery science theater movies that we really like, and there are some that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And I think that. I just, I love having these pieces of history. And, you know, the prop diva for Mystery Science Theater was a friend of our ex-husband's. Yep. Bees McGeever? Mm-hmm. Or MacGyver? I'm not sure. I think it's McGeever. They, so. they knew Bees. I know. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your ex-husband might have told me. 
They knew her. Yeah. I, I think they might have gone to high school with I her. I think they did. I believe they did. We're not going to say which high school. No, but I just think that that's so interesting. And in the and we'll we'll say this in this episode of Mystery Science Theater, Pearl actually isn't in this one. Bees McGeever is their babysitter. Yeah, Pearl isn't in all of them. She's in. Well, Doctor Forrester was the original, her son, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Forrester and TV's Frank died, mm. and TV's Frank subsequently died, and so his mother took over. Yeah, that's the story. As it goes, that that's the way. That's the story. I mean. Mm-hmm. And again, we're going to cover more in deep, like when Michael took over for, when Mike took over for Joel, the humor changed a little bit and it was very different. And I've seen so many documentaries and I think that we should definitely do more with Mystery Science Theater. And again, if somebody knows a better way to get a hold of Bill and Kevin, please let us know. Let us know. Because I think Bill and Kevin would be a perfect addition to Oh, it would podcast. be so much fun. I would love it. Oh, we could totally do it. I think I saw Kevin Murphy once. <laughs> I was too scared to go say hi to him. I would be too. I was like, uh. uh eh? Yeah. So we, this is like, you know, just the start of the Mystery Science Theater conversation. And it's never going to end. No. Because that's who we are. And the, I mean, it's a gift that keeps on giving. There's so much. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And then we just love going watching these movies by themselves even. <laughs> and I'm glad that. We have that opportunity, and YouTube makes it possible. Mm-hmm. If you guys are interested in this, down below we will link both the Mystery Science Theater version and the standard version. And we will link our YouTube video about the Touch of Satan from last year's Vlogtober. Yes, we will. Where we uh, dressed up and we uh, wore costumes and everything. You will love it. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add? Nope. <laughs> so obviously we are going to end the podcast here because there's nothing more to talk about at this current moment. But just because this podcast is ending does not mean the conversation is ending. In fact, it's just beginning. For anyone who is curious, generally we post podcasts on Tuesday and you can find them on all podcast platforms where pod, where you get your podcasts. Um, however, we do have a YouTube channel as well called The Gala Sisters. There you can find a more political, satirical um, channel with vlogs and chronic illness and all kinds of stuff, as well as rallies. Over there you can find us generally posting videos every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We usually do a live or two throughout the week that may be a rally or a live to discuss a very big important topic to us. However, right now we are doing Vlogtober, which means a vlog a day for 31 days. We are also going to be doing Vlogmas, which is basically the Blogger Bloggers Advent Calendar Countdown to Christmas in December. Also, we have social media, so come follow us on Twitter at the Gala Sisters, Instagram at the Gala Fam, Facebook at the Gala Sisters. We also have a website at www.thegalasisters.com with three different blogs. Yeah, we have a podcast blog there. Yeah, maybe someday we'll actually update it. We'll see. And 
We have merch. We don't have podcast merch, but we will eventually once our podcast starts taken off. So make sure that you are listening, sharing, um, following, and subscribing to the Gavin with the Gal Sisters. And make sure that you leave us a positive review. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.